Hey, we have just a short show for you this week. We are out of town, but we do want to give you at least one how-to. You might have heard about uh, Rusty the Red Panda, who escaped from the National Zoo in D.C. earlier this week. We wanted to find out how do zoos prepare for this sort of thing. So we're here at the Lincoln Park Zoo in Chicago to find out. You you might have guessed that from the uh, sound around us. Or more, uh, obviously, our hushed tones. All right, so we're, we're at the zoo, and we're by the lioness enclosure uh hoping to get a little sound yeah she's just sunning herself on the rocks right now looks like she's maybe just waking up from a nap now if we don't get the sound can you maybe do a little something and we can okay i said to clear my throat now i'm ready Do you want to do any other animals? We can pepper them in throughout the the piece. What do you have? How about a... Can you do a gibbon? We're not far from the monkeys. What was that? What kind of monkey was that? Joining us here are Tiffany Ruddle and Dr. Yvonne Nadler from the zoo. Yvonne, what do you do to get ready uh, if an animal ever were to escape? Every... Every example is so different, but those are some of the things why we have drills in the zoo. And so there's a minimum of four drills every year that um, depending on which staff are responsible for responding to those drills, um, different people will be involved, obviously. do you have someone uh, in those drills pretend to be the animal? We have, yes. We have had um, volunteers that have put antlers on and colored vests. And she has, um, with the exercise coordinator, she will have a predetermined um, route of action and be asked to do different things, you know, hide behind this area, these sorts of things, to make it potentially realistic. So when that person is out with the antlers on their head and they're hiding, are they acting like a person when they're hiding, or are they acting like a four-legged uh, antlered animal? They, they are actually asked to display some of the behaviors that that species would display. So if it's an animal that has a tendency to hide, they will instruct them to hide behind trees, or another animal might be uh, much more bold and would want to perhaps circle an enclosure. And then, like I said, every drill is different. Yeah. So that's what they'll have them do. Are they, are they crawling around or are they up on... They may be. Really? Sure. Absolutely. Depends on the species. How do you get that job? That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> Usually it's poor interns and volunteer coordinators that get that lovely responsibility. That one cool thing that I'm sure Yvonne can talk about too, when we were designing our new ape enclosure, we actually hired rock climbers, professional rock climbers to come over. Did you, were you here for that? All right, so um, so we those are people who are adept at you know finding crevices and hoisting themselves up, and we made sure that they could not any way, shape, or form even kind of sort of get high up that rock because yeah. you you think of a, a gorilla or a chimpanzee as having a similar similar um, dexterity to a rock climber. So that's an example of one of the ways that we would take take precautions. So Tiffany, we we've of course been talking about animals breaking out of the zoo. Is there a plan in place if, um, you know, a human were to break into the zoo? Well, we've actually done drills with the um, the SWAT teams here, and that's one of the things that we talk to them about is what 
sort of considerations do you need to bring in for a zoo that you wouldn't necessarily for a, a standard police situation? So an example that came up is you might, um, they might sound an alarm or make some kind of a bang or do uh, some kind of a, a smoke bomb or something, but that can have the impact of shattering glass. And if you've got a bunch of venomous critters behind glass, yeah. you really don't want it shattered, even if it means that you can get the person who is, is not supposed to be there. Yeah. So there are these things that you have to consider that are different at zoos than in normal situations and that's part of what Yvonne does and that's part of why we do all of these drills with so many different types of, of preparedness. I mean I guess they could if they could time it right to shatter the glass so that the cobra attacks the perpetrator. <laughs> you know in, in theory I think in Hollywood that would be an excellent idea but, but if there's one thing we know it's that animals don't always do what you expect so, so you couldn't count on that. <laughs> So that does it for our very short show today. Uh, what we learned today, Mike? Well, I learned that part of the preparation for an animal escape drill is to have somebody dress up like an animal and run around the zoo. I, I wonder if they try and pair it up uh, personality-wise. Maybe a little over-touchy person, they would try and uh, choose a cuddly animal. Yeah, or maybe if you had like a big, kind of a big gruff intern, he'd be like the silverback who'd escaped. Yeah, or if uh, one of your uh, interns had horns, you'd, you'd make them maybe a ram. I, were, I wonder if any interns, uh, if they go too far into the character and they start doing things that animals do when they're in, in nature. If maybe you had somebody dressed up as a bear and that bear got into the woods and then the next thing you know, he just does what comes naturally all over the zoo. Or if uh, that volunteer was dressed up as a bear and got out and ate a man. How to Do Everything is produced by Blythe Haga with technical direction from Lorna White. Our intern this week is Caruso the Gibbon. Good job, Caruso. Way to hang in there. Get us your questions at howto at npr.org. And we'll be back with a full show next week. In the meantime, check out our website, howtodoeverything.org. I'm Ian. And I'm Mike. <laughs> 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 <laughs>